That's right, folks. It's a beautiful day here in the swamp, looking out of our corner office, our new windows, next to Tony Hurtado on those windows. It is Wednesday, day. March 2nd, 2022. It's a podcast like we've never done before. Here's Todd. The Rascals, 1968. They still, they still get it. I mean, if you don't enjoy that little song, you have not gone outside this morning or looked at your window. Because it is a beautiful morning. It's in the 50s and feels good. Feels pretty good. Yeah. No matter what to tell you, it's beautiful out there. What a day for good things to happen. What you got going on, Barry? Well, those Kaufman Lions won. They beat Canton last night. That's a good thing, wasn't it? was a good thing. Yeah, they're going to be heading over to Commerce, Texas. East Texas State University. Or Texas A&M at Commerce. Or any way you say it. They're over there in the old airplane hangar. Which brings back a throwback. When the coach here was on staff at Wiley. We were playing in the regional tournament over there. And at halftime, we go in, and we had the special needs guy with us. He's just a good old guy, Don Worthington. He was something else. Won a bunch of things over there. And uh, one time, he lit Special Olympic torch for the Olympics, Special Olympics up in Minnesota. Big time. Yeah, he's big time. Good player. But he always traveled with us a little bit. Always dressed up in his wildly maroon white. Got his Almo towel going. Just good, good guy. So, Coach Mike Hall, we're at halftime. We're ahead by about three. And uh, he's talking to the team, really getting them into it. We're about to go back out for the third quarter. And he's getting them pumped up. We have some good old boys on that team. Uh, some of them are superintendents now. Like Lance Campbell. But anyway, he was on that team. Taz Miller. There's, there's a bunch of them. Patrick uh, Hart. Not Hartley. Uh, oh, I can't believe a case. He's a principal now down in Hillsboro. He'll uh, come to him here in a minute. Not Harville. Or- yeah, that's it. Yeah. Patrick Harville, who coached a state team as a defensive coordinator in football. But anyway, good bunch of guys. And Coach Hall, right before we break, he says, has anybody got a question? And Don held his hand up. But our other assistant coach, Mark Spann, kind of grabbed his hand. Coach Hall broke him. We go out there and play the third quarter. And Coach Spann asked him, Don, what question you got? Are we going to get burgers after the game? I'm telling you what, you know. Classic. Always some great things come out. Uh, he did care if they won, but he did yeah. care if they were going to eat too. Won the game, but we didn't win the next day that we got you to uh, at that time down to Austin. What a good team it was. <laughs> what a lot of memories. But anyway, maybe the old coffee lines make some of those memories. They're going to be playing that Nemesis that they played last year over at the end of our uh, 
facing last year on Bernadis is the uh, Oak Cliff Family Faith, I believe, which uh, going to be a bit challenge, but Coach, uh, have them going over there. It's, hey, it's good to be there. That's right. And now, since we're there, let's do something about it. Yes, yeah. Enough for that. Well, a live cow washed up on an Australian beach. A what? Yeah, that's right. He was a live cow. Oh. He was carried away by a flood in Australia. Wandering a beach is where he was just wandering the beach, wasn't getting a stroll, long walks on the beach, you know that uh, whole deal. Oh yeah. Uh, he had floated down the river and ended up pretty confused, <laughs> wandering on this beach near Queensland and New South Wales. It's believed to have been carried away from its home by floodwaters and washed up in the area after floating more than three miles down the Tweed River from a farm in the Terranora area. So they were keeping crowds a safe distance away from the cow. I've been around cows. They're not going to bother you. <laughs> I, I mean, unless you, you know, dad feeds them. They love dad. Yeah. Well, that dude got through some great white shorts or something. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean you talk about a steak on a hoof. I mean, gosh. Wow. Well, that's, that's something you don't tell you every day. No, that's definitely true there. So I always like my lottery stories. I got another one. Oh, yeah, this one is in Australia. An Australia woman found out she had won a lottery jackpot of more than $70,000 after multiple days of dodging phone calls that she assumed were scammers. Oh boy. They're trying to hunt her down to tell her she won 70 grand. That's over in Australia too? Yes. And Did I, they throw in the cow? Yeah, <laughs> they may have. You want a cow? Um, now that I'm just thinking, like, you can't get away from those car warranty calls anywhere. And that lady said, I'm not, uh uh, I'm not answering that. <laughs> so, Dad, how'd they get y'all ready for these, you know, the bombs and the nuclear and all that when, uh, when you were coming up? It was easy. We just get under the desk. There you go. Yeah, that's how it's going to happen. Well, Ready.gov, which is a public service site that prepares Americans for disasters, has updated its website to include a nuclear explosion emergency. So I want to tell you a few things they they have said that you can do. But first, they say nuclear explosions can cause significant damage and casualties. No kidding. From blast, heat, and radiation, but you can keep your family safe by knowing what to do and being prepared if it occurs. Okay, few nuclear explosion emergency tips. I mean, that right there just—is yeah. that an oxymoron? Yeah, I, I, maybe. I mean, is that kind of like the new cow ride in Australia down the <laughs> river? I mean, I don't know. I it's mean, a it's wild just, one. It's kind of crazy. Hey, Six Flags don't have a ride like that. I'm Get inside the nearest building to avoid radiation, brick, and concrete are the best. Well, so don't get in your tent. It's probably not going to block out the radiation, which I think we'll be worried about maybe, I don't know, exploding. So if you're in one of those car lines at Chick-fil-A in the middle, just leave your car. And get in there, I guess. Get in the building away from those windows. Remove contaminated clothing and wipe off or wash unprotected skin. 
Go to the basement or middle of the building. So we all have basements. Stay inside for 24 hours unless local authorities provide other instructions. And the main one, keep your pets inside. <laughs> hey, they'll already know way yeah. before we will start acting a little bit crazy. So in 1942, today Lou Reed was born. Lou Reed, happy birthday in 1942. Because that was your real birthday. The rest of them are just, well, it's been 42 years or more. Karen Carpenter, 1950. Oh, boy. All right, so 2003, singer-songwriter Hank Ballard died from throat cancer. He wrote and recorded The Twist, but it was only released on the B-side of his record. One year later, Chubby Chucker debuted his own version of The Twist on Dick Clark's Philadelphia television show. It topped the charts and launched a dance craze that prompted the creation of other Twist songs, including Twist and Shout by the Isley Brothers and Twistin' the Night Away by Sam Cooke. Mr. Cooke, do you like, like your style? Hey, old Chubby Checker, when he started that twist, he lost something, I believe. <laughs> I, I, I'm way wrong in this, but I think about 70 pounds. But I remember him talking about how much weight he lost because he kept you know, going around and moving and singing and dancing the show and shows and things. So really benefited him. Yeah. I'm going to twist it on over to you, Todd, for what you know. Well, yesterday we talked about the old banana peel. You know, have yeah. a good thing. I need one every once in a while. <laughs> but I tell you what, probably eating a little bit better is probably what's inside the banana. So, here we go. What are the health benefits of bananas? Bananas are packed with nutrients including potassium, an electrolyte essential for a healthy heart. Potassium regulates fluid balance, fluid balance, which is a key factor in regulating blood pressure. Maintaining normal blood pressure throughout life reduces risk for stroke. Another one says bananas are a good source of potassium which can help lower blood pressure. Banana provides high quality energy with carbohydrates and fiber. And one more. Banana is a good source of several vitamins, including vitamin B6 and C. Vitamin B6 helps in the metabolism of micronutrients. Vitamin C is vital to immune activity. These benefits may be derived from consuming banana. Banana helps to regulate blood pressure. Bananas are known to be a source of potassium in the body. A medium-sized banana may provide about 10% of the recommended daily value. And at this time, I want to throw in my plug for banana pudding. All right. You know, that's if you're gonna gives you a reason to exercise. That sure is good. Yes. Hey. The Old Farmer's Almanac by Robert B. Thomas, founded Robert. in 1792. We're still talking, there's another question about the spring, equa or equinox, whichever person you are on that. Are day and night equal on the equinox? Answer, no, but they are quite close to equal. Okay, love these answers. In reality, day and night are not exactly equal on the equinox for two reasons. First, 
Daytime begins the moment any part of the sun appears over the horizon and is not finished until the last part of the sun disappears below the horizon. If the sun were to shrink to a star-like point and we lived in a world without air, the spring and fall equinoxes would truly have equal nights. But we wouldn't be here to experience it. That's correct. And I tell you what, I toss and turn yes. about these. And a little thing here, bluebirds are a sign of spring. Warm weather and gentle south breezes they bring. Okay. Yes, sir. I like those bluebirds. They're pretty. And we saw a field of white yesterday. What, the geese? That's them. Yeah. Awesome. They were all out there just deep honking around. Them. Yeah, they were honking and cheering each other on, and then they landed on the water. Yeah. It's awesome. It's like unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, speaking of unbelievable, Cat Osterman, unbelievable softball player, UT gal, Olympics, all that. She got a little wit and wisdom here. When someone you have a lot of respect for believes in you, it helps you believe in yourself. Wow. Seems like we always got to get that mindset right for what we got to always convince us. Right. That that's our biggest hang-up. I don't care who you are. It's just once you defeat between your ears that you can do something. That's a big step. I remember talking to the guys in class. You know, I'd say, don't let someone determine what you're going to be. You right. got to find your thing and stay with it. Because let me tell you, somebody will definitely tell you what to do. Listen, baby, but stay to the what you want to do or be. Focus. Just got to focus every day. Convictions. Stay true to your convictions. Yes. And you, I'm just going to kind of branch off on that. It's actually World Teen Mental Wellness Day. Um, according to the American Psychological Association, and I'm sure you'll agree with this one, Dad, even if you did a study or not, Gen Z has the worst mental health of any generation. Yeah. But they got all the stuff. <laughs> That's the problem. But the thing is, there's stigmas. They don't think they could get help. Not going to get help for that. It's like, what, you find out you have cancer, you're just not going to get help for it? It is an issue. And if you don't get on it when they're that young, they're going to have a rough life ahead. That's all I'm going to say. So different things you can look for is if they're closed off, they isolate, don't really want to be around their friends anymore, don't want to do what they used to like to do. Um, you can tell. Just uh, So spend some time uh, with them at home. No big deal, you got them. So, there you go. Quick thing on teen mental health. Well, it's, uh, we usually, you know, what we do determines how we end up on things. Like I always say, you know, if you don't exercise that mind and the body, I mean, we bowed into it. I was fortunate. We got to be around, see what that does when we we're at the aerobic center. And, and uh, Gardner and I are like disciples of Dr. Cooper. 
up the, on Preston Road up there. He's still rolling around for 90 plus. So, you know, it's, it goes back to it's our responsibilities what happens to us most of the time. Things are going to happen to you. It's your, our responsibility don't let it get it down. How are we going to react? That type of thing. And uh, Kobe and I were fortunate to have that example set and it trickled down and even when my brother, when they loaded him up with steroids and he felt awesome, he'd get in those sharp house shoes and wear out the treadmill, but he'd work out and take care of himself and I enjoy doing it too, but whether or not that's what you're raised in, you got to get that mental toughness and say, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to better myself, uh, whether you're coming from that um, environment or not, get out of it, get like Dad said, that, that strengthen that mind, body, and soul with that balance. Hey, I'm just repeating what I've been coached. Hey, 30 years ago, uh, we were, of course, in Carolina, and I'm reading a little bit out of the day ain't over yet. It's day 11, and uh, March 3rd would have been a... Uh, is where we were on this. It was actually a Monday. Uh, just a little bit here. The regular parade came through to see Kobe. The chaplain visited. Kobe's IV had to be taken out again when we restarted this evening. We went to UNC Hospital's version of the CF clinic and had um, I'm reading tomorrow. Well, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, maybe you want to get a jump on things. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Sorry about that. Strike that. Cut, cut, yeah. cut. Hey, you got to adapt, though. We're going to reboot. We're going to adapt. We're going to restart. Tell the this jury was, to forget what they just heard. This was actually day 10, Monday, March the 2nd, 1992. I woke up just in time to see Ruth Ann's pretty smile. She had been off all weekend. Kobe could not eat or drink until he biopsy, so I hoped he would sleep until the time of the test. Boy, was I wrong. Doctors visited and psychologists from Penn State talked with Kobe and me. I really enjoyed her visit. Kobe and she talked while I left the room. I went out in the hall and read some of the book I picked up at the volunteer's library. When the psychologist left, Kobe was in a good mood. I have no idea what they talked about. And one more thing, somebody needs to move their car from the oncology building, the operator said over the intercom. A recurring theme in the day and over yet, CF Dad's journal. Sorry about leaving you into uh, day 11, which was day 10. <laughs> 30 years ago, day 10 today was, was a fun. Hey, it happens. Hey, that's why we have to improvise, overcome, and a doubt. Well, you got anything else over there? Just watch out for that cow swimming by. <laughs> you know what? That probably will be a new ride at Disney. Yeah. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, somebody will see it and say, hey, man, how about let's get a cow? And that's how we're going down the river. And you're right about, I mean, three miles worth of, he didn't get, I mean, I'm sure something nibbled on him. <laughs> you're like, ooh, steak. I don't know. I mean, what a ride for the cow. That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, all righty then. We're going to finish today somehow. Get 
getting something done. We're getting ready to go over to Plano, of course, here uh, tomorrow afternoon. But anyway, make your day. And thanks for listening to us. Take a little bit of time out of your day. Because uh, you just made ours. Hey, everybody. Make it count. Yeah. <laughs>